Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Where Your Dreams, Season 2, Episode 4. If you're confident, I think what they need, what they love to see here is ambition and confidence. It's not so much that you know how to do it. It's more about that you think you're confident enough to do it. Yeah. And if people see that, they believe in you and they trust you and you can get anywhere. Hey dreamers, you are listening to Where Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you have ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice, and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemugirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Hey guys, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm just so, so excited about this episode. I'm speaking to Natalie Jews today and this episode was just awesome. I mean, Natalie just dropped so many, you know, nuggets of just like gold. You know, we speak about confidence and ambition and and being creative and being persistent and you know Natalie Jews is she's very much on top of her game she's been in the industry for more than 17 years Uh, she's recently uh, been called one of the most influential women within America by Marie Claire and it was really an honor to have her on the show and I mean, she's so funny. She's so open about her story. And I'm, I just know you guys are going to really, really love it. So have a listen. Let us know what you think and enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Where Your Dreams. I'm Alice Alouiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Natalie Jews. Now, Natalie Jews is a Belgian-born writer, photographer, and stylist living in New York City. She has worked in the fashion industry for more than 17 years, and in 2003, she established a successful casting company where she has cast models for brands like Hugo Boss, Jeremy Scott, and Philip Lim. 
In 2010, Natalie launched her own blog called Tales of Endearment, where she shares her passion for vintage and fashion as showcased by her chosen muses and look of the week shoots. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. Now, I am really, really excited that you're joining us today. And I've said a very short intro about you. So could you tell us a bit more about yourself and explain a bit more about your, what you do? Sure. Um, you, you, your intro was great. <laughs> um, um, I was, so yes, I was born in Belgium. I studied political and social sciences with a major in journalism. So I always call myself a writer first. Mm. Um, that's how I actually ended up in London, um, in, yeah, in London, because I, I studied an extra year um, abroad in London at the London College of Fashion. And that's sort of like where the interest in fashion started. I thought I should do like fashion PR. And then I, someone offered me a job in New York and that's how I ended up in New York doing fashion PR for a young designer. That job didn't last very long, but um, I did end up working for a writer and he's sort of very pivotal for the rest of my career. His name was Glenn O'Brien and his agent was Anne Kennedy at Art and Commerce and she represents the biggest photographers from Stephen Maisel to Craig McDean, um, all these people, Inez and Vinut were still with them as well at the time. Um, so I started working for Craig McDean. They introduced me. So Craig is a very big photographer, and I worked for him for six years, and that's sort of where I got all my contacts, got my foot you know, on the ground, understood what fashion was, but also learned a lot about New York and, you know, the, all the exciting stuff, but also the hard stuff, you know. Mm. Um, and when I quit Craig's studio after six years, I had enough contact to, you know, establish my own. Mm. studio like and he, it's actually Craig who told me I should do casting because I was good at it so I got my a really easy start like that because I did have all those contacts and then um yeah just you know worked my way up there and got more clients and then the economy hit my business the bad economy like 2000 beginning of 2010 mm -hmm. <clears throat> it already been going on for two years but it finally caught up with the fashion industry I think at that time and as casting is sort of like a luxury um service mm. you can you know companies can easily do it in-house or you know hire someone you know much cheaper um they sort of like started to drop all those services. So I thought I was in trouble and I was bored and, you know, didn't get any calls from any clients for like four months and I was freaking out. Yeah. But at the same time, I, um, I sort of like had more time to think about creative things and all these ideas started coming up and I was like, why don't I just do a blog? Everybody's doing a blog. So I could do that. And then, you know, you'd start thinking, like, what are you going to write about? Mm -hmm. And then vintage. I was always on Etsy and on eBay. 
and I was seeing all these amazing vintage clothes and I wanted to share that with mostly with designers. I wanted to inspire designers. I thought it was important for them to see like what amazing stuff was out there that could inspire entire collections and I wanted to share that and then I was also going inside my my, my girlfriend's uh, houses and closets and photographing them in their pieces and it's, I, it got really good response from the beginning and it got so good that I eventually had to stop casting because I couldn't do both. People wow. were sending me all over the world to, you know, as like a blogger, you know, I was like, I was like, I guess I was one of the good ones in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, things just develop and take, make change, you know, you make changes and you adapt you you know you see what works well and then eventually now we started to do um e-com as well we're starting to uh sell vintage on the site oh wow okay yeah i just launched a store for september 1st and um partnered with a girl in sweden who inherited her grandparents store ah yeah so we're selling we have like pieces from the 40s through the 70s Nice. And okay. so, um, yeah. just kind of backtracking a bit, Natalie, yeah. what was it initially that kind of attracted you to to fashion? Because I know you said you grew up in, in Belgium, is that right? Yes. In Belgium. So what was like, life like prior to fashion? What were, because I, I know you said that you studied politics. So kind of how did that how did you kind of get that interest in fashion? What was it about it that attracted I, you? I think that I think that when you're interested in fashion, you're born with it. Mm-hmm. I really I really didn't go looking for it. I was just always interested in the clothes I was wearing from a, from a, from being like from a young age. Yeah. I was always interested in shopping and the clothes I was wearing and um, what my mom was putting me on and I was always wanted to be different. I was always sort of dressed differently than the other kids. Um, it was partly probably because I had pretty young parents. Like my parents were really young when they had me. Mm. And um, they would bring me back clothes from Paris when they went shopping and stuff like that. Um, I was born with it. I can't yeah. really tell you that I was that there was a defining moment where I was like, oh, my God, I need to do something in fashion. It just sort of... It developed like that. It grew like that. And it was always, the interest was always there. Yeah. And what was your career like in the early days? I kind of, in terms of, I guess, a typical day or when you kind of first started out. I started working for a writer, not Glenn yet. I was uh, not a writer. I was working for a publisher. That's how I met Glenn. Mm -hmm. And in those days, I also worked part-time in shoe stores just to make money yeah yeah the early days I was working in shoe stores and then first for the publisher and then for the writer and then part-time for Craig and then was full-time for Craig and then I didn't have to do the shoe stuff anymore it was just I mean I, I have to honestly say like the first few years that I lived here maybe the first five years were one big party party. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. 
Honestly, that's what it was. I mean, New York was the, was was amazing back then. Like in the nine, like late nineties, I was going to Tunnel and Twilo, and I was young. I was twenty three, and then I was like sitting in Craig McDean's studio, and I was meeting all the models. I was hanging out backstage. Yeah, I was going to all the parties that you know, all the fashion parties as well, and shows, and I was on on sets. And to me, it was like, yeah, it was one big amazing time to be honest like I had a really great time yeah and what was you know once she realized that you were going to go and and be working in New York because I know a lot of girls they're kind of a bit kind of scared to take that step and move to another city so I'm quite interested to find out what advice you would give to someone that was thinking about relocating because you know obviously you you did this and um, and you were successful you had a great time so could you speak a bit about that Natalie sure um I always recommend girl I mean get kids going abroad um to gain you're not only learning a new language I mean I don't know where you're coming from but you're learning a new language you're learning a new culture mm. different values city and you're learning to be independent as well you're going to be different away from your parents maybe you have to make your own money mm. I don't know and like live by yourself so that's a big experience so you have to take all those things into account. And then I always recommend to get an internship. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I just went straight into working. And I'd never been to New York before in my life. I actually never really thought about going. It just sort of like happened that someone offered me a job. And first I didn't even take it. Like I wasn't oh, finished really? I wasn't even finished with school and this girl wanted me to leave like right away. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I want to finish my school. And my parents were like, you're crazy. You should have gone. That's such a great opportunity. And then she actually came back months later when I was ready. And and then, you know, that, that was a coincidence. Yeah. A lucky coincidence that she came back to ask me again. And then I was totally ready. And I just packed two suitcases left and did my thing. And the biggest advice I give to anyone coming to New York is that New Yorker, New York is very open to people who are ambitious. Wow. If you show energy, positive energy, you say yes to everything. You're, you know, you can always learn on, on the way there. Like, you know, have you ever done production? Sure. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't know what they meant, but yeah. I said, yes, of course. And can you, you know, can you, you know, can you fix my, my stereo? Sure. You you just learn how, you know, you just sort of, if you're confident, I think what they need, what they love to see here is ambition and confidence. It's not so much that you know how to do it. It's more about that. You think you're confident enough to do it. Yeah. And if people see that they believe in you and they trust you and you can go, you can get anywhere. You don't really need a degree even like that confidence will get you anywhere. Like if you're confident enough to take on any task and you're not like a big prissy diva about it, Mm -hmm. then people will give you chances here. Wow. And that's, I mean, I don't know where, how it's, what it's like in, in, in other countries, but in New York, especially in this, in this city, they're just really, and I see it with all the interns I get myself, the ones who are the most confident are the ones that I want to work with. And 
And they could be high school girls or they could be girls, you know, like I had recently, I had a high school girl and she was very confident and she was smarter than the girl that was coming, like that was joining her like a few weeks later, who was already at Parsons or at FIT, I can't remember. Yeah. Pretty much useless. Like I couldn't tell her to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, that's the difference. Some people have it. Other people don't, Mm. but it's. Is if you have positive energy and you take and you and you're not a big diva and you take on all the things that people ask you to do, I I say you've already got one foot in the door. Wow, I love that. And what's a typical day f- like for you now, if there is a typical day? <laughs> well, since we started the e-com, a lot of it I spend a lot of time in the office with clothes. Um, we try to refresh the store a lot so I spend my time you know on Shopify which is a platform you use for the clothes I do a lot of emailing I'm also always working with brands Mm -hmm. on projects so there's always something that I'm following up on Um, I spend a lot of time on my bicycle (laughs) (laughs) I ride my bike um, I do Pilates and I go running. I made soup this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> what yep. soup did you make? I have a really good recipe for a pumpkin and, or it's squash. It's actually squash and peppers mm-hmm. soup. Yeah, squash and pepper. So it's like soft, but it's got a kick because of the peppers. And then I just put like a little vegetable stock in it salt and pepper and that's it and it's delicious oh wow do you cook quite often then no never that's my only thing oh. <laughs> that's the only thing I make <laughs> and um and do you so you know you said that you work with brands still is that on the casting and styling side of things then no that's more on the blog side oh I get a lot of requests from brands asking me to do a collaboration to place their brand on my website and on my social media. So we'll usually come up with a concept for a blog post or for an Instagram, and then we'll execute. I'll have to execute that at some point. So, Mm. yeah. And how long, you know, I know you said that you launched in 2010. How long kind of did it take for it to to pick up? Was it quite instant or was there a bit of kind of hustle before it, it started to like pick up? Well, the thing is that, again, like when I started my business in 2003, my casting business, I had all the contacts. Mm. All I had to do was like call people at ID Magazine and Japanese Vogue and be like, hey, do you want some cat? Do you need any casting? And this is the same thing with my blog. I already had a good base of, of people who knew me. Yeah. So, and I was already like on all those street style blogs at the time. Like Tommy Tan had just announced me top five best dressed girl in in the fashion industry. So it it was I can't you can't really mm. compare my trajectory with some one a girl who's just coming out of college mm. who wants to start a blog. I was already established, mm. and that people knew me. And I had a good reputation, I suppose. So I would say it took off quite uh, quite fast. Yeah. And yeah. so 
I know sort of prior to prior to the blog and everything, you know, you've established a really kind of successful career with your casting agent and with all the kind of experiences you had before. What mm. kind of characteristics do you think has enabled you to build such a successful career? I'm creative. I don't know if that's a, a character description per se. You know, creativity, imagination, Persistence. Persistence, yeah. Yeah, I don't give up. Could you tell us a story of a time you've been persistent um, within within your, your career? Yeah, it's more like, you know, you. I never give, really give up on, um, like, for example, I'm working on my book now. Oh, wow, really? Doing the Tales of Endearment book. And oh, wow. I'm shooting 30 to 40 new people that are going to be exclusive in the book. They're not going to be on my site. They, they have not been on my site. So I'm shooting yeah. new people. Okay. And some of them are, you know, more famous. I'm trying to, you know, get more famous people. And I have a producer, but I'm constantly, you know, some people are like, oh, she doesn't have time or he doesn't have time, you know, and when can we do this? And like, where can we do it? And then they, they, they drop out, but you have to just be really persistent and stay on them and find different ways of approaching them and trying to convince them and, you know, never give up until you have that absolute no. Mm. And even then it's like, you come back maybe a month later, like, are you sure? <laughs> you yeah. know? It's the same with casting. Like you, if you really want a girl for this one shoot, Maybe there's a different way of approaching it. Maybe you have to change your date or maybe you have to offer more money or you just, if, you know, you just got to be persistent. And if you believe in something, you got to go after it. Mm, love that. Um, and now we're going to go into talking a bit about style and color. So yeah. the first question is, what has influenced your style? I am influenced by, well... It's funny, but my hair, for example, will do a lot. Mm. I have I just got a new haircut, and it seems that now I'm supposed to be wearing black. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it actually works really well with my with my new haircut, and I've never I've had to like pull out all the black from my closet, which is very very limited because I never wore black. Yeah, you're, you've got a very colorful style. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's usually very retro, but now with this new hair, I feel like it needs to be minimal and very modern and like the sort of a Calvin Klein Proenza route, mm. um, which is okay. And it's winter. So in the winter, I, I'm, I'm usually a little bit more layered and easy, like boyish. Yeah. So it works. Um, but I'm usually, what, what influences me? My friends, like I, 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 I'm very influenced by my friends. Not influenced, but I take ideas from them because I respect them and I, I, I love their style. They'll give me ideas like, oh, wow, you're wearing it like that. Mm. I, I go through phases. It's really like what rocks my boat. I don't know. I yeah. Maybe maybe I've put on some weight and that influences what I'm going to be wearing or out the other way around, I'm skinnier. And then it'll be like, wow, I just want to wear skin tight, <laughs> sexy dresses. Yeah. It's really, it's, I'm really not, um, I'm really not like a one, a one theme bird, mm-hmm. one song like bird. 
one thing but I'm not a one bird song. I have many birds. I have many songs. <laughs> I love it. And who would you say your fashion muse is? I really love Grace Kelly. Not maybe not be- because of what she was wearing, but more because of how she carried herself. She was very elegant and poised. But I think she was a little bit of a bad girl at the same time. She yeah. had hairs. And what is your favorite color and why? I think red. Red works really well with my with my blonde hair and I love red lipstick. It just gives I don't know, it's an attractive color, isn't it? It's what everybody's attracted to and it's it's bright, it's positive. Maybe it's also alarming, but <laughs> but we're not looking at that. Yeah, it just like brightens up everything. It's it's good for me. It's good color for me, for my skin tone, for my hair. Um, and now we're going to go into the dream talk round. So the first question that I'd absolutely love to know from you, Natalie, is could you tell us a story of a time within your fashion journey when you literally felt like, wow, this is a dream come true. I'm literally living my dream. You know, your dreams always change. I think your dreams are always changing. I think when I was young, when I was younger and I was doing all these amazing things like backstage at the Marc Jacobs shows and I think those were my dreams at the time and I was living them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was hanging out with famous people and I, you know, I'm coming from Belgium and a small country where nobody's famous. I, I thought that was amazing, but you know, and then you get, then you get used to it and it doesn't really matter that much anymore. And you're sort of like your, your, your interests change. I think your my dreams just your dreams just keep evolving. I think mm. like now maybe my dream is not it has nothing to do with fashion, and in and in a way, don't really have any dreams. I more have goals which yeah. are actually attainable. Mm. It's nice to dream, but it's nicer it's it's more practical to have an actual goal because you can work towards it. Mm. So I don't know. I want to have a baby. That was going to, my next question was going to be, what is your ultimate dream? So you kind of answered the question already. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically the, you know, when I first moved to New York, it was, my goal was to have a a, a visa. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, you just gotta take take small steps, you know, take small steps, whatever's needed at the time, you just focus on and you work on it. So, you know, I got my visa and then, you know things change mm. so now it's the baby <laughs> and, <laughs> and so tell us some exciting things that you're doing today I know you kind of said that you um, have just launched recently your e-commerce store and I saw that you were recently um, on Marie Claire for 50 most influential women in America which is amazing That's crazy <laughs> So have you got any other kind of things going on at the moment that just has you feeling really energized today in relation to your career or you as an individual? Well, I'm moving to California. <gasps> oh my goodness. That's a big change. Yeah. yeah oh, there's wow. A there's a lot of new stuff going on. So I'm moving to California. Actually, in two weeks, I'm going to LA to go and look at places for me to live. I want to live on the west side on the beach. <gasps> 
That's so nice. I'm starting to make appointments and like looking at places online and, and contacting people. So then I'll have a list of people to call and go around. I'm also hosting the current affair vintage show out there on the 12th and 13th of December. Nice. And I'm also shooting something in Mammoth. That's it. I'm, I'm doing a little like video of me learning how to ski again. Ah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm doing that in collaboration with Adidas, Stella, yeah. McCart- Stella McCartney and Adidas. Yeah, cool. So that's fun. So those are kind of like the things that I'm working on right now. And the store and the book. I'm shooting out in L.A. as well again. Shooting a bunch of people here. Yeah, but the move is what's really scary and exciting at the same time. I've lived in New York for 17 years. Wow. So it's like <laughs> completely different lifestyle, I guess, out there. Very different. Very different. More relaxed, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, it's way more close to what I'm used to, like growing up in Belgium. I was yeah. in the suburbs. I was playing outside and I you know, driving, driving, I mean, driving a car, even mm. that, we don't do that here in New York. So and was it quite an easy decision that moving yeah. over there, was it a, quite a lot of thinking? No, it was hard. I mean, yeah. I, always, I never thought that I could live in LA. I always wanted to because it's, it's a great city. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. It's warm. It's sunny. Everything, you know, mm. healthy, very healthy, more quiet. It's not as loud. But I always thought for the for my for my career I had to be here, and also I didn't think that it was the kind of city you could live as a single woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I figured I found out that it's actually the opposite; that there's way more men there than women. The, all right, really? Okay. <laughs> the ratio, I had no idea. The ratio is actually reversed. It's ah yeah. So where you have like. I think here it's like one woman to two men or something. In California, it's the other way around. So, hey, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, And now we're just going to go into the triple love round where I'm just going to ask you three questions about things you love and why. So the first one is a place that you love. I love my New York apartment, believe it or not. I'm going to miss it a lot. I I love spending time in my apartment. It's great. And I'm going to miss it. Um, if I, if it's a country we're talking about or anywhere mm-hmm. where I can have my toes in the sand mm-hmm. and my skin in the sun. Agreed. Agreed. I love I that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a book or a magazine or a blog that you love. I love reading Rolling Stone magazine. It has nothing to do with fashion, but I get a lot of information from there. I'm, I'm very interested in politics. I'm very interested in music. There's a little bit of fashion now and again, but I get a lot of ideas on like up and coming people. Um, when I used to be, when I used to do more casting, this was a great source for me to find like the up and coming cute girls and boys to shoot actually for like the, the real cat, the real people shoots and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rolling Stone. I just read it front to back. It's great for, they have amazing writers. Their articles are super intimate and informative. And yeah, I love their, I love, I love reading it. Mm. And the third question, a app that you love. 
I love ViscoCam because it's the, the v, VSCO, the, the photography tweaking thing. I'm also a member of uh, on the of this net set, which is the style. I'm, I'm style. I'm on the style council of the net set, which is the net porte app. Yes. So I have my profile on there, and um, I've got a lot of people following me. It's really fun. That's a good one. There's also a dating app I like. It's, it's called Raya. Ooh, Raya. R-A-Y-A. It's only for creative people. Oh, that's quite fun. That's interesting. Yeah, you get vetted. You have to sign up and people like look at, scrutinize like the people there. Like you have to get accepted. It's a little discriminative. Like, you know, it's just for like pretty people. (laughs) 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 Everybody on there is pretty much attractive. Yeah. Really, really annoying. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time. Oh, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> then, I don't know, like my writing app, I, I use the, 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 the source a lot. And reward style, I use to like place little links inside my Instagram so people can shop what I'm wearing. It's always interesting. I also like the Vogue Runway app it's really cool when new shows come up instead of going to vogue.com online you can just it's so easy to scroll and you can yeah. just i don't know travel any travel things i like uber <laughs> yeah of course that's love uber. <laughs> yeah everyone loves uber awesome i love and i i, I use um i use open table and seamless for food oh seamless okay i've never heard of that one maybe that's just here in america mm, maybe yeah amazing well guys you will be able to find all the show notes and info about natalie on our website at bemigirl.com that's g-b-e-m-i girl.com and last but not least natalie um what advice would you give to girls out there that are really interested in getting into the fashion industry my advice is it depends what kind of fashion route you're taking but uh my advice is to do an internship it's fine make a list of the people who you really really admire that you would love to work for and then just start writing and i mean like letters for institute for internships mm-hmm. and then so this way you will sort of know what goes on inside these offices i also recommend going abroad and that's not just for your fashion knowledge, but also for your growth and maturity. Thank you. That's very, very um, important. And I always say, like, I always, there's a lot of people that ask me, like, oh, I want to do fashion marketing. I want to get into fashion PR. And I, I always recommend to study the general the general subject rather than focus so much on the fashion. If you want to do fashion PR, study PR, but not fashion PR. If you want to get into marketing, fashion marketing, study marketing, but not, don't be so specific to the fashion. I think it's better to have a broader understanding and knowledge of all these, all these subjects 
rather than to focus so much on the fashion because the world is a bigger place than that. And then if it doesn't work out in fashion, you can always go somewhere else. At least you got like a bigger degree. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think degrees are necessary per se, but if you're going to study something, don't stick so much, so, so rigidly to that fashion course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of off script, but what would you say has been the biggest kind of challenges within your career, would you say? And how did you overcome them? Well, it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. I think it's always a hustle. When you're working freelance, sometimes this, the jobs don't come to you. Like you have to think of th- ways to make money and and go and go out there, get out there and make make known the things that you want and that you want to do and the people you want to work with like you know if your dream is to work with Oscar de la Renta or something like that but you're not making it known that you do want to do that then how are you going to get there you need to like it's sometimes you just need to be proactive and yeah it's a hustle it's, it's a constant hustle for me I mean I don't know what it's like for other people mm-hmm. um and it's in in a no it's energizing but also you're tiring at the same time yeah you yeah. know what I mean? sometimes when you do get a great idea and you go approach the one brand or the one person you want to work with and they're like down to do it with you then you're like yeah you know mm-hmm. other times you're just knocking on so many doors and it's like not happening mm-hmm. but for some reason things just keep coming and developing and processing like you know the book it's hard work. The, yeah. book, the book, the store, the move, the kids, you know, the, I mean, I don't even know how, I, I need like four Natalie's. Really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation, Natalie, but I'm honestly so excited that I got to speak to you and thank you so much for taking the call and do let us know how can we find out more about you and all the projects that you've got going on. I think just keep reading talesofendearment.com. Everything's on there. The store is there. Updates on where I'm traveling, where I've traveled to. Um, Yeah, just keep reading that. And maybe Instagram. My Instagram is at JXXSY. That's a good one. So perfect. And guys, you will find all the show notes again, as I said, on bemigirl.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Natalie. I've certainly been inspired and I hope you've enjoyed your time too. Yes, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for talking. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemigirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Where Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages, all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember... 
anything is possible. So wear your dreams. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.